Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the Wickedly Smart Women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforest, and today we welcome our very special guest, Marjorie Wildcraft. Marjorie is the founder of the Grow Network, which is the premier online community of people who grow their own food. Marjorie is in Who's Who in America for having inspired hundreds of thousands of backyard farmers and the return to natural medicine across the nation. National Geographic featured Marjorie as an expert in off-grid living, and she has hosted Mother Earth News's online homesteading summit. She also hosts the annual Homegrown Food Summit, which reaches hundreds of thousands of viewers every year. And I had the pleasure of meeting Marjorie at the recent virtual version of the National Publicity Summit, where as soon as I saw her in my queue, I was like, you are not only a wickedly smart woman, but it is super timely for you to be on the show. So welcome. So glad that you are here, Marjorie. Thank you for being a guest. Oh, thank you, Emerald. It's truly my pleasure. (laughs) Well, beautiful lady, we are in interesting times right now. And clearly you are a leader. I said in when we were in the green room before the show started, that you have literally been working your entire life to be ready for this time, right? To be the one who is the voice and the leader at this time when literally all of our social structures and our industries and our infrastructures, the cracks in all of that are being illuminated. And, you know, transforming, totally transforming. And, and your area of specialization, food, I mean, if there's anything that's essential, it's food. So I want to talk to you about your calling, and I'd love to hear what the, the path was for you that got you to where you are now and, you know, kind of a little bit of the backstory for our listeners. Yeah, the short backstory is, is my first degree is in electrical engineering, and um, I became a student of Robert Kiyosaki, the guy who's famous for Rich Dad, Poor Dad long before he was famous. And I realized that I wanted to have money make money. I didn't want to work for money. And after having done a stint in Asia with Motorola and I had a great time, I uh, moved to Austin, Texas to create. And I created a business based on Robert's principles. Very, very successful. In fact, I was the lead testimonial in his infomercials with Time Life. And I had some kind of instinct or some kind of gut thing going on. And I said, "I, I really want to look into this. And I basically forecast 2008 early on. And um, it took me several years to unwind the whole business that I had built. By 2003, we had unwound the whole thing. And I said, what happens in economic collapse? Uh, You know, do we just keep doing what we do, except for we're going to push wheelbarrows full of money around? 
yes, violence goes up and it's probably good to understand defense. And yes, medical gets more interesting and it's good to have those skills. But there's a lot of people with them. But the main thing, after hundreds of interviews and reading a ton of historical journals and books, the main thing people talk about is being hungry. And I had been you know, an engineer and then this corporate, you know, money manager, investor had no clue how to grow food. And I started saying, well, that's really important. And plus I had two small kids at the time and I was becoming aware of just how bad the food system is. And so I just went on this rampage to learn how to grow food. And one of the first things you learn right away is that you don't grow food in isolation. It's really, it's so much better in community. One thing led to another. I ended up creating the Grow Network. 2008 happened, which was like a really bad deja vu. Like all the talking heads were saying everything I thought they did. And I under, totally underestimated the ability of the U.S. government to print an extra trillion dollars a year and keep us afloat for another decade. But, you know, really, in hindsight, thank God they did, right? We've gotten an extra decade. And I started building the Grow Network and finding other people I also, in that journey, got in touch with how angry I was at how we're treating the earth. Commercial agriculture is so hugely destructive, and the solution is right there in your backyard with some gardens some chickens and, and some rabbits. And so I began to build a community of people that were living this lifestyle and had the same passion. And we said, look, homegrown food on every table, let's use that to stop the destruction of the earth, and uh, built the Grow Network, and plus all of us knew that something like this was in the cards because it's just the past system was clearly, clearly, clearly unsustainable and it would break at some time. And so we said we want to be there to serve when it does because this is going to be hugely important. So let's, we spent the last decade building basically a pathway for people who know nothing to be able to learn how to grow at least half of their own food in their backyard or who know nothing to be able to like treat about the 12 most common ailments that come up in the family just using plants and things that they have around. So that's the short story. (laughs) Beautiful. Well, you know, the first thing I really want to do, Marjorie, is thank you. I just really, I want to honor you. I want to thank you. I want to appreciate you for not only listening to your own knowing and acting on it, but really stepping into such a powerful leadership role because, you know, you could have been a person who said, wow, you know, I need to grow my own food and isolated yourself, right? But you actually stepped in and took your calling very seriously and created something that serves multiple people and that will likely live on even beyond yourself, So I'm really inspired at your leadership. And I want to talk to you next about letting go of what no longer serves, because I think that at the core of this conversation, that's really what we're talking about. And it, you know, was demonstrated in you letting go of your business back in 2003 and starting to unwind it. And it was demonstrated, you know, in 2008 when everything started to fall apart, but then got propped up again, right? But now we're in a place where there's almost being forced to let go of what no longer serves. So I'd love to have you talk a little bit about how that was personally for you, what that process was like personally for you, and where you see in our food dependency, in our commercial food dependency, we need to let go 
so that we can open up the space to actually be able to be self-sustaining. Yeah, thank you for asking. So when I first got into this, I really was panicked. I, you know, in 2000, 2003, when I saw what could potentially happen and how interconnected the global economy is, and, you know, I'm pretty smart with money and I understand, you know, combined mortgage-backed securities and how they're sliced and diced and how they're tied into retirement funds and banking and, and insurance and that when one thing goes, which is what we're, we're really knee-deep into here and it's unfolding now. There's nothing. They can't stop it. It's going to completely crash the entire global economy. And I completely freaked out because I had no skills. And I knew the average grocery store only has about a three or four day supply of food. And it looks like an abundance. But really, those semi trucks have to be beep, beep, beep every morning unloading. And so I knew the incredible vulnerability of the system. And I was shaken to my core. And, you know, that really spurred me on to learn how to grow food and then, and then learn how do you distill that down to somebody so that they can get it so much more faster than I did. The real beautiful thing about the journey is, though, it heals you. It heals you on the physical level. I had very severe allergies and I had some other physical ailments that are completely gone now. It heals you on an emotional level. I can't tell you the whole fear is gone. It really is gone. Uh, it heals you on a spiritual level as you really begin to connect in with the earth and earth energies. So growing your own food is just an amazing journey. So I have no problem being in a survival preparedness crowd of people because I know where it leads to. And it leads to a beautiful thing. You know, in the New Age community, they say, oh, we want to heal our root chakra. And they do the om and they do the squats. I'm like, no, 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 no. Grow a garden. <laughs> that will heal your root chakra. <laughs> I love it. And let go of your dependence on the money system that's falling apart. At the same time, that will heal your root chakra too, right? <laughs> you know, but the, the thing that I love about, yes, this whole thing is collapsing and mm -hmm. it needs to. And yeah. I, you know, who knows whatever this pandemic is all about. It's clearly not about a lethal virus, but it's a planned uh, deconstruction of the economy. And I believe that ultimately it's leading to a new government. And, you know, there's a lot of conversations about that being a lot more tyranny and a lot more surveillance. And that's probably true. But I'm also very, very hopeful because the last government, quite frankly, sucked. It just, we're destroying the planet. It had so many special interest groups, our food supply, our medicine systems, they're all corrupt to the core. But the other real great, so I, I'm very hopeful that whatever comes in has some more intelligence to it. I don't know. We'll all have to see. Well, that'll be a conversation we could have next year or the year after. But the real saving grace of this entire thing is, is you can provide for your own basic needs without a multinational, industrial, military, governmental complex. We can still source directly from the earth. We can still feed ourselves. We can still nourish ourselves. And quite frankly, the collapse of the existing medical and food systems brings tremendous opportunity. Small farming, which has always been a bit of a struggle, is now actually a very viable entity. Herbalists who were kind of treated as witches or, you know, wives tales or whatever. Now, you know, people are realizing that that pharmaceutical medicine is actually extremely dangerous. That's actually a whole viable 
journey for somebody is to, to become an herbalist or, or to grow the medicines or to make the medicines or to become a seed distributor or to become a cottage industry for food preservation or, or again, distribution. I mean, we have got to reinvent completely the food supply and the medical supply. And there is tremendous, tremendous opportunity in the changes that we're undergoing. And I think also for people to really align with something that they want to do from their heart. I see it as a wonderful opening. I agree. A thousand percent. Well, Marjorie, we are already at the break. It's very quick how often the break shows up. It's like, oh my goodness, look, we're already here. When we come back from the break, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper about what you've created. But right now, I want to thank all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. I want to shout out this week to our listeners in Puerto Rico, which is where Marjorie is coming to us from right now. We have 37 countries around the world that are downloading right now. I also want to let everyone know that I have a new quiz available for those of you who are out there who maybe like Marjorie have a very powerful, inspiring, uplifting message that you know that you are here to share and to serve the world with. This little fun quiz helps you to learn your own speaker magic. There are actually five different archetypes of speakers. And when you take the quiz, you'll find out what your unique speaker magic is. You can go to quiz.beheardbymillions.com and take that quiz and download it right away and have fun with that. And we will be right back with Marjorie Wildcraft. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application. And we are back with Marjorie Wildcraft. She is the founder of the Grow Network, and you can actually find out more about her and what she has to offer to you if this is resonant for you at growhalf.com. We will have that information for you in the show notes. There you will have immediate access to a free video that will teach you in 40 minutes, how to grow half of your own food in your own backyard. And that is immediately accessible to you. Uh, she also has a variety of other free resources that you can access by exchanging your email address. 
And um, Marjorie, I want to talk now about creation because leaders like you know how to channel their creative energy. So I'd love to hear a little bit more of the storyline of between 2003 when you were starting to self-educate and now where you have grown the Grow Network, you know, what was that process like for you? What did you have to let go of in order to grow what you have grown? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's been quite a journey. So, you know, I had been super successful in business and used to signing $100,000 checks as a day-to-day part of the thing, talking to bankers or, you know, very high-level investors, uh, you know, SEC certified investors and structuring big deals. And and then here I was uh, in front of a tomato plant just sobbing because it had died, you know. It was a complete life change and it was not an easy process, you know, on the seed packet, it says, you know, put the seeds in the ground, water them and come back in 90 days and get your vegetables. There's actually a whole lot more that goes to that. And I really became like a crazy lady on like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, in the horror of what could happen with a food supply that could shut down in three days, I was outside of Austin, Texas, which had an MSA population of over a million and then San Antonio, Houston, and Dallas within three hours. I mean, we're talking about 10, 12 million people all wanting to eat uh, three meals a day. And if that food supply ever shut down, I mean, I, I had panic attacks. So I took every Gordon course and every permaculture workshop and every you know master gardener training and, and hung out with barefoot crazies in the national forest. And like, how do they do it? I mean, these people are living there and they're just living, you know, it's a very different lifestyle, but they're not skinny. <laughs> you know. So, so, and I really began to learn, began to learn a lot. And I would say that as I really began to learn more, I really began to get, you know, I could learn to wildcraft. I could learn to hunt. I learned to fish. I learned to treat wounds. You know, one time I actually got bit by a snake. It's a copperhead. It's potentially a a fatal bite. And we actually treated it at home very successfully. I mean, when, when you have experiences like that, it's so empowering. I would not recommend somebody doing that starting out. But after years of that, the Grow Network really kind of formed itself. I started teaching classes on growing food. I was teaching people everything that I had learned. And you know you've really got something when someone calls you up and says, hey, next Saturday, I've got 30 people. They're all willing to pay, you know, $100, $200 each, and we would like to show up at your house and have you spend a day with us teaching us how to grow food, you know, because I I don't know if you've ever done any event organization or anything. It's usually, how do you get people in the door, right? And when you have people doing that, and everybody says, you got to make a video, you got to make a video. And I initially resisted that because... I wanted people to experience the kitchen garden is right outside the back door because it's got to be close to you or you're not going to pay attention. So I wanted them to go out my back door and see that. And I wanted them to see, well, this is the kind of fence that will stop a cow. And this is the kind of fence that will confine a chicken, the experiential quality. But, but enough people kept trying to come and I couldn't, you know, it's really draining to present all day and I, I, we were limited and, and I realized that, that we needed to do a video. So I took basically a year off writing and rewriting and rewriting a script and then video and then all the editing that goes into it and all this stuff. And uh, we created a video and a website. My husband and I put a bunch of our savings into it, which at that time was a lot of money. It was $30,000. 
put it up on a website. And I thought, oh, good, I'm done. I can go back to gardening and, and that will just sell itself. And I was so wrong. Mm. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Been there, yeah. done that, got the t-shirt. Right? You know, <laughs> Just stick it out there and people will find it and they'll buy it right? from you. Nope. <laughs> the other thing is... I found out that, you know, when we had legitimately sold a about a thousand of them, they said, oh, by the way, do you know it's available online for free? And I said, no, you go to the torrent sites and there had been 500,000 illegal downloads. That was back when they kept counters. And I could tell it was true because of the just hundreds and thousands of comments and about very specifics. And uh, anyway, it was a great thing to have created a video that went viral. But I, I really also realized I wanted more community and that these skills really needed, you need to bring them back. And so that's what really the genesis of the Grow Network. And then I really began to get back into much more of a business focus. Of course, my kids by now are like, you know, 10 and 12. And when you're not breastfeeding, you have, you, you get your brains back. You know? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> and so you know, then I started to really say, okay, well, wow, this is kind of cool. My old business acumen and my stuff is coming together here. And then I really began to build. And I said, I want to build an organization. I see that what, when this collapse happens, it's going to be long-term. It's going to be sustained for probably a generation, maybe or two. So I want to build an organization and the resources that will last a century mm. to help humanity because I see this next century as being extraordinarily interesting. So that's what we, we, we set out to do and went from complete fear and panic and, and freak out to really becoming more and more empowered. And then as more and more people joined the network and as we started to build it and we developed more products and we got more successful at marketing, and more and more people really got in alignment with the vision. Growing your own food up until about March of this year has not been the easiest thing. So people are talking about, wow, we got to reinvent ourselves and we got to, you know, we got to think lean and we got to change. And I'm like, we've been doing that for a decade. <laughs> We're like, yeah. we are perfectly poised for this because, you know, it's just been a, a challenging thing. But, uh, and, and I had an interview more than a few times and they said, well, did you ever want to give up? And I, I said, you know, my heart, this is what I've always, I just get that this is in my heart. And, and there, I think there are so many times I have been literally on the edge of bankruptcy or personal ruin. And I'm just like, I, I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do this. You yeah. Know? You can't not do it. It's one of those things exactly. you can't not do. Yeah. yeah. I, and, I, and I feel you there. And the universe just always managed it. Provide, provide. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, you know, I was going to ask you about valuing your vision, which is exactly what you just talked about. But I think what I want to do is go a little bit deeper into valuing your vision, because I believe that that's something that Wickedly Smart Women do as well. And you already talked a little bit about that, but I want to actually, with my last question here, ask you about valuing your prophetic vision, because there's a difference, you know, when I'm talking about leadership, I'm talking about, oh, you got a vision for something that you're going to create, you're going to be dedicated to it, you're going to put your whole heart into it, you're going to keep going, like you just talked about. There's a little bit of a difference between that and valuing your prophetic vision, because in your case, you've really underscored it more than once that you actually have 
vision of what is to come and you have created everything that you have created in response to your seeing. So I'd love to have you as we close, just talk a little bit about that piece. Yeah, that was like the first time when I closed the real estate business and all of my investors were really, there were a lot of them that were really pissed off because I'd been making them a lot of money. And I said, look, this is going to end and I'm closing it up and I'm not playing anymore. And I really don't want to use my life force to make money anymore. And they were, it was gnarly. And I had to go and do a whole bunch of like research to prove to them what my gut was telling me. And then of course, later on, they all thanked me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you know, now, uh, like, well, this is unfolding. I have a funny story with my, I, I have a book project and my publisher, I have like the biggest badass woman in Manhattan who's in the health and fitness space for my literary agent. And I kept telling them, I want a book. My book is going to be transforming the definition of wealth from financial assets to health and family and community and meaningful relationships and meaningful work and all of that you can grow in a backyard. And I said, it's going to be a New York Times bestseller. And they were like, "Uh, Marjorie, you've got a gardening book. It's a good book, but it's a gardening book. It's never going to be a New York Times bestseller. And I said, yes, it is. And so they were waiting for the proposal. I said, not time, not time. And then in January, I said, February, it's like, it's time. We're going to, let's release it. And then by the time they got it in front of the publishers, and it was so funny because, you know, people in Manhattan, they live in a bubble, right? They really have a <laughs> totally. bubble. Totally. And then, so the literary agent who had, you know, told me, uh, this is never going to be a New York Times bestseller. She, she goes privately. She goes, hey, hey Marjorie, um, I started garden. Do you know where I could buy some seeds? They're all out of stock right now. So, so yeah, it is something to really trust your gut and see what you see and, and live by that truth. And even sometimes if it takes years, I don't know what the magic is about that, but I, I really have trusted that and, and it has always worked. And, yeah. and sometimes it, it, it's not immediate, but I, I just know. And, and um, I really, want to encourage especially other women i think we're a little better at this to do that to re- and, and and maybe do it in small ways of like you know when you answer the before the phone rings you know who do you think it is or you know develop it to where you really where you can do it and and really the universe usually I, i've never had it let me down yet so. mm, i love it beautiful well thank you so much marjorie i am so delighted that you were on the show uh, you're probably one of the ones that I will have back again at some point in the future just because of the the level of integrity that you bring, the level of self-reliance that you bring, you know, on your own intuition as well as the level of self-reliance in the, in the fact of being able to grow half of your own food in the backyard. I just really appreciate you coming and being on the show. It's been such a pleasure. And listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show or send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners. Yeah, Yeah, please do. To listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Be sure to go to growhalf.com. Watch the free video download the resources, give Marjorie your email address for that. Get into the Grow Network if you too are aware. Like now you're aware 
there is a challenge potentially in your own life around feeding yourself. Now is the time to begin to address that. Now you are aware, get the support, get the help that Marjorie has spent the last decade creating for you. And I want to thank you all for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.